Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Hidden Soccer Podcast. My name is Jacob Taliani, and I'll be your host here. Here on the Hidden Soccer Podcast, we talk a little bit about what it's like running the shop, anime, artists, all that fun stuff. So if you're into any of that, stick around. And today is going to be a, a special episode. We're going to be talking about Devilman Crybaby. I just finished watching it. And holy hell, I have no idea. This is going to be a raw reaction, okay? But before we get into that, let me just let you guys know that the new shop will be almost done. For those of you who don't know, we are switching manufacturers. And as a result, we're going to get stuff like embroideries, sweatshirts, uh, embroideries and hoodies, normal shirts, a bunch of new stuff, which will be really, really fun. New colors. It's going to be great. And I'm going to try to finish it today. But uh, no video quite yet because I really wanted to just capture my reaction uh, as rawly as possible. So let's get into it because honestly, it's uh, it, it's quite it's quite the story. So I think this this anime, at least for me, was a little bit hard to digest. I, I took a little bit of time before this episode to watch a handful of videos on explanation and. After doing like maybe one or two takes of this episode, it's given me a little bit more time to kind of reflect on it. And to me, I think the shock aspect of just how grotesque the show is, it definitely shielded the deeper meaning for me until, you know, kind of reflecting on it a little bit more. Because there is very obviously a message there as you watch it. No matter how crazy the show is, you can tell that they're trying to give you a point, Right. But to me, the point is almost like, at least at first, it was like a modern art museum where you're like, I don't know what the hell is going on. Um, the critics say this is a great piece of art, but I just kind of see a red circle. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is supposed to be impressive or not. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I was like, I kind of felt like that if I'm being totally honest. And that's the thing, though, is I remember watching the first episode probably around the time it came out. I know I'm kind of late to the show here, but it's been popping up a whole lot more on TikTok. So I figured I'd give it a second shot. I remember after, I, although anyway, after the first episode, I was like, what the actual hell is going on? I have no idea. Uh, it was a bit much for me at the time, not going to lie. So I gave it a little bit of a breather. I was like, uh, I'll come back to this later. But, oh, it's been popping up on TikTok a lot. Had a handful of people tell me, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. And I was like, fine, fine, fine. I'll check it out. So yesterday and today, literally, I just finished the show probably an hour ago. And I was like, what the hell did I just watch? It left me with a feeling of almost like hopelessness. Uh, it was pretty sad, honestly. I mean, that's probably an understatement, if I'm being honest. Uh Words can't quite describe it. I think you just kind of have to go through it yourself. But here's the thing. Don't watch it unless you want to. Watch the first episode or two. See if it's kind of up your alley or if you can handle it. And then watch it. Because it's it only gets crazier from there. Like I watched the first episode and I was like, okay, you know, crazy first episode potentially. Second episode, okay, also crazy. Though It keeps getting weirder. It keeps getting weirder. And anime is a weird genre, but this was like extra weird. Okay, like I've seen a lot of weird crap, but this was this was strange, very strange. Animation style kind of threw me for a loop. I'm if I remember correctly, this animator is the same one who made 
the ping pong animation, very popular back in the day. Um, I still see getting mentioned every now and again. But his art style and the style of the show is really trippy, honestly. It's it's like you can see uh, it's it's the art style where you can see it's like uh, either this is really impressive, like super artsy, like really impressive work, or it's really bad animation, and I can't quite tell the difference, honestly. There are times where both seem like they're the case. Um, the actual story itself, kind of like how I mentioned a little bit ago, was interesting to say the least. Like there, there definitely was an underlying message, but I honestly didn't quite catch very much of it until further reflection um, in thinking about the show. The thing is, is to me, it was a little bit much. Like I don't think I'm gonna watch the show again. I think it's gonna be a one-time only for me. It's only ten episodes, really, really short, and. The, that amount of shock in an anime I haven't had for a long, long time. Actually, I can't even think of a show where there was that consistent throughout the whole show. The, just the shock and grotesqueness of it all. But like I said, there's, there, is a, there is a fair reason I think why people are talking about it a lot outside the shock value is that it, the message is actually pretty impressively... Um, it, it's... It, it hits home pretty well, I think. And I say I think because I, I have no freaking idea, dude. You look at, okay, here's what happened. I finished the last episode. I immediately went to YouTube and started looking up videos to explain what was going on. And the first, the first one I watched was just some other dude reviewing it. And he was like, I have no idea what's going on, but here's what I think it means, right? Like, it's a lot of, I think the show means this. And then you have, like, actual, you know, anime reviewers like Kigook and all those guys who are like, oh, my gosh, the show is amazing. It's like this, Breath of the Fresh Air, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I don't know, man. That sounds like a very film major thing to say, you know, like, a, oh, I appreciate this because it's like I, I would appreciate a show or a movie, you know, because they actually know what to look for versus like a general, just a general person watching it for fun. Right. Like that, that's where I'm coming from. I'm not an expert in this field. I just like anime and I watched a lot of it. And this show was very weird. Like I, I have no idea that that's my unfiltered reaction, honestly. But Anyways, after after a handful of explanations and after a handful of reviews, I think I've got a grasp. And so I'll, I'll share my thoughts on it. And it'll, obviously spoilers, right? If you haven't watched it, um, I don't know if I want to recommend it to you. But if you're feeling up to the task, go for it. It's a lot of people are talking about it. But, okay, one. The grotesqueness really threw me for a loop. And normally I'm fairly okay with that when it comes to anime. I think you're used to etchy and that kind of stuff, right? And the anime community can be very creative when it comes to that kind of stuff. But this kind of took it to a whole new level. Like, I it, it really was like, oh my gosh. I can't imagine if they tried to censor all of this, right? But after working past the original grotesqueness E of it, uh, a big point that I saw get brought up a lot was love, but love in the sense of uh, Devilman and Rio near the ending, right? 
where Rio kind of realizes that he did love Devilman, whether that be as his best friend or if it be as a lover. It kind of depends. I've seen interpretations on both sides. But you're like, oh, wow, you know, he feels something. And to me, that really wasn't very impactful, if I'm being honest. I was like, like, he was like, Rio, why aren't you saying anything? It's because you chopped him, or not not Rio. It's like, Devilman, why aren't you saying anything? It's because you chopped him in half, Rio. You chopped him in bloody half. Like, what did you expect would happen, right? And you see Rio orchestrating a huge rebellion. And actually, come to think of it, rebellion, that's kind of hilarious because he's Satan. That, that I just made that connection. But he calls out Devilman. I think it's Akira, right? Is that is that the right name? I can't quite remember. That's the tragedy of short animes. You can't ever remember their names, but or at least accurately. But he's orchestrating this huge rebellion, calls out Akira like on air, right, to the whole nation, or to the whole world, I guess. And, you know, he ends up dead and it surprises Ryo, which I think is hilarious because even before they fought again, so, you know, they, they run into each other the first time. Uh, Ryo's like, are you sure you want to fight me? And Doveman's like, yeah. I'm going to go get a little army really quick and then come and fight you. And then he's surprised that he dies. And then he's sad. And to me, that was just like, well, duh, that was going to happen. What'd you expect? But I mean, maybe I'm heartless. Who knows? I think, though, honestly, the point that really hit it home for me, or I guess the, the, the one thing that I think touched me without me having to have further reflection on it and realizing how meaningful it was, was when the time when Devilman was trying to save, or no, it was it was just after he escaped, after he was called out on air, right? So he flies out of the house, and he's trying to go fly towards Rio, and he looks down, and he sees these humans tied to poles, and the other humans are throwing rocks at him and that kind of stuff and beating them up because they think that they're demons. And he drops down, He's like, what are you guys doing? These guys aren't demons. They're just other humans. Why you guys got to be like that, right? And, you know, he starts crying. The people start making fun of him. And at first I was like, oh, you know, that's kind of touching. But I think that honestly for me, the more touching part was when the kids kind of came up and started giving him hugs. And then, you know, that, that invited the adults to come by and give them hugs too. Because here's the thing. For a minute, I was a missionary, uh, like a Christian missionary. So it was interesting actually seeing a lot of Christian mythos in this because it was it was nice. It was a breath of fresh air to see like some genuine Christian mythos somewhere. But they we always talked about how kids were way more receptive and how Jesus would talk about things like be as a child, right? Respect like a receptive, humble, meek, full of love, that kind of stuff. And you really see that here in the show where Devilman is just a very kind-hearted person put in a situation where it's it's like the worst situation you can imagine, more or less, for someone of his caliber. But the kids were the only ones that kind of realized that and gave him the mercy that he was trying to, that he was looking for in a way. And... Obviously, there's times where kids can be dicks, but I think in this case, it's interesting to see how they inspired the rest of the humans over there to slowly kind of change their mind. 
even though it didn't last, obviously, and the world ended. <laughs> but to me, that was a really touching scene. I think it shows that even though there's hysteria in the world and there's violence, that there's always good in people. And you just have to dig it out. As much as humans can turn totally wicked and totally evil, they, they can also turn very good. And I think, in my personal opinion, I think people are born good and they choose to be evil as time goes on. That's just personal philosophy, though. Anyways, the other message that I think was really prevalent, reflecting on it, is how controlling the media was, how easy it was for them to literally cause World War III in a way, right? It started with just some sort of uh, the footage of the track meet where the kid turns into a demon, starts killing the other track athletes, and that kind of stuff. And spreads as the world's first step, huge shock and awe, right? Second step, you reveal that, oh, someone close to me was also a demon. And kind of give that like, oh my gosh, there's other demons that look like humans too. And then adding in the extra spice of, excuse me, um, adding in the extra spice of, oh, well, uh, these people, they, they change all of a sudden, right? But not only that, this change comes about because they hate society and they feel abandoned and that kind of stuff. And the thing is, is everyone has felt abandoned at some point in their life, right? That by itself leads huge, 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 huge suspicion to your fellow man. And automatically, like, obviously there wasn't really a whole lot of rule that looked like that was put in place. People were just kind of freely allowed to kill each other. That you see them forming in bands too, which is also, you know, a post-apocalyptic thing. That it makes sense, right? Humans do good in numbers. And that's no different here. But it's crazy to see how fast we can fall into total war if things like those restrictions were taken out. I mean, you talk a lot about like anarchist philosophy and, you know, I, I, I jokingly say every now and again, like, oh, anarchy rocks. But you like, that's what actual anarchy I think would look like. It would just be people killing people because they're suspicious of each other and there's no rules. And it was just kind of like the biggest man wins for the most part, survival of the fittest back in the day, right? So very interesting to see how quickly mass media can totally control and change the population's idea of what's right and what's wrong. And actually, on that same vein, you go into topics of racism, which I know is a very spicy word nowadays. But you see it in the show where, is, is it Mika? Is that the girl's name? Um, the one with the American eyes. She, which, by the way, I'm really pissed off that they killed her. But I guess that's that's kind of the way it is. I think that was the one death that I was like, well, damn, I, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> like, that kind of sucks. I was like, this, this show just sucks. It makes me feel sad, right? Anyways, she, it, it shows that it shows a handful of clips and flashbacks where she was bullied for being a foreigner. And later on in the show, it kind of shows how that comes back to bite her, where people now ultra suspicious are like, oh my gosh, it's a foreigner. She might actually be a demon because she looks different from us. So let's kill her, right? And that and that was a huge thing. And you even look at um I guess even from an athletic perspective, you see 
she's faster than other people and therefore people think that she's got some sort of supernatural power and i mean of course in the show there are cases where the these athletes became like ultra athletes because of supernatural power but for her it was just a natural thing right so those two things mixed together led to her getting killed at least that's what i interpreted as but it's interesting because i think racism is actually something that we can see very prevalent nowadays and i'm going to talk a little bit about it even though it's probably going to make a handful of people uncomfortable but I'm a brown person, and growing up, I never actually felt very much racism at all. Like, at all, actually. There's a handful of stereotypical jokes, but they're jokes. They weren't meant to be harmful, right? They were meant to be very discriminatory, bullying, that kind of stuff. It was just it was just a joke. And you look at these past couple of years, I'd say past maybe two, especially with this whole election cycle going on, or that went on. Things get ultra spicy around election cycles, if you haven't noticed already. I think all the big problems in the world get really like dug up or past problems just get brought up again and people fight over them because it's an election and power. Anyways, it's interesting because you see how the media really portrayed that racism was like, oh my gosh, racism is so prevalent. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. I'm not invalidating people's racist experiences. I have had a handful. Okay. Like I understand to a degree. But it definitely isn't as prevalent as people make it out to be. Like your neighbor isn't a racist because of who they voted for. You can like think about that for a second. Think about what Devil Man talked about. And now think about what I just said. Just because there's the potential that they are doesn't mean that they are. Just because someone could potentially be a demon doesn't mean that they are a demon, just because they're different from us. And that's the thing, is I think Devil Man sees both sides of the coin and so we can understand both sides and can make an informed choice which is what we should all try and strive to do but it's interesting to see how the media really turned everyone on each other and i don't think right or left is inherently bad i think both sides have very valid points and both should be heard out i think honestly the real enemy is the media and you really see that portrayed in the show which i think is pretty valiant honestly it's an interesting way of making a point like that and actually now that i'm really thinking about the show giving it some time to chew getting past my initial shock and awe there's a handful of really good messages would i say it's my favorite show probably not i'm not gonna watch it again that's for sure to me it was a little bit too shocking and too horror-y to thoroughly enjoy it like i i'm not like a film major i'm not like a a huge hardcore anime critic. I just like watching anime and I enjoy the stories that it tells. This one to me was a little bit too intense, but Hey, I mean, just because I'm an American doesn't mean I like all American TV shows, right? There's some shows I like more than others and that's okay. So, um, devil man cry baby. Would I recommend it? Sure. If you're into it, like if you, if you watch the first two episodes and you feel like you like it, Go for it. It's 10 episodes, super short. You can finish it in two days like I did, or maybe even a day if you want to. I mean, that's not really bad at all. Um, for the average anime watcher, maybe. If you're more of like an artsy, uh, film critic-y, and you're, you're like into that type of uh, messaging, then you're probably going to love this show. Like it's very, very outlandish, very extreme. Uh, definitely would not be aired on any mainstream platform besides Netflix, apparently, because Netflix is ballsy. 
but you see result like it's it's gave such shock and awe that it's garnered a lot of attention and as a result it's helped uh earn this artist a little bit more appreciation for his work which in my honest opinion isn't quite my favorite but that doesn't matter as long as he is touching people with his stories and making positive impact i don't really care but that is my take hope you guys have a great rest of your day uh thank you for listening and i'll hopefully see you guys fairly soon on video too anyways have a great rest of your day peace